This podcast is for mature adults and may contain explicit language. The members of this podcast opinions are solely based on their experiences, interactions, and life situations. It does not reflect the views of everyone. Viewer discretion is advised. Good What's going on? You are listening to Lee Peeped It with the Topic Queen, and we are back for another episode. I hope you enjoyed that song. That's like one of my favorite gospel songs. It's called Good Life by BJ Kemp, and I love listening to that <laughs> song. So I thought it was fitting to play that since it is a good old sunny Sunday. And today we have a special co-host with us, Ashley Berger. How are you doing? <laughs> I am fantastic. Thanks for having me again. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, of course. Welcome back. Um, again, I played that song because I just think it's fitting. You know, we, yeah. we've woken up to another day. So I think that is yes. the good life. No matter what yes. the circumstances are in your life, you know, we all go through some type of adversity. But I think if if we've lived to see another day, we are blessed and it's a good life. <laughs> I agree. I like that song. I was vibing that myself. So, yes. <laughs> yes um, he's actually, That's like actually a family friend. And uh, okay. he's went on tour a lot with uh, Raphael Sadiq from the oh, area nice. people, you know, who are familiar with uh, Raphael. So yeah, yes. Um, that's one of my favorite gospel songs, and it was actually one of my mom's favorite. Um, we, he performed that song at my mom's funeral. So I always, oh yeah, I always love to just listen to that song. It makes me. It's like, yeah. it's like it's a it's a feel good song, and if even if you're not like a big gospel, you know, person right. or don't listen to a lot of gospel music, I still feel like you can like relate to that song. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's very positive, positive vibes. That's awesome. Yes, that's all we need over here. <laughs> yes, it's positive definitely. vibes. So the last time you were on the show, we had a real good conversation, <laughs> and you you were telling us that you had went to grad school. So how is that process like, and how are you enjoying that? <laughs> yeah, well, I am very much now in grad school, second semester in. Um, I absolutely love it. I'm learning so much about my craft, which is film, so writing, directing, and producing. So I'm really excited about the process and all what's going on. And I just look forward to just really expressing and just moving forward in this industry. So it's going good. It's going really good. That's good. Now, what are some things that you didn't know going into, you know, um, going into grad school? What are some new things that you learned or something like exciting that you've learned? Um, basically just more of the director's point of view, um, how to edit. I now know how to edit like films, which has, you know, yeah, which was a struggle for a little bit, but now I I get it and just terminologies and that just really kind of advancing already what I've learned. And I just really am looking forward to really right now learning how to be a proper director for actors on set. And that's a class that I'm taking right now, directing, um, for actors in motion pictures. So that's the class I'm in right now. And it's really interesting. 
really cool. And then also other classes I've taken, learning about cinematography and just really analyzing the camera lenses and things like that. So it's been a lot that I'm learning. And so it's getting me ready for the big leagues when I come out of this bad boy. <laughs> oh, that's great. Right. Taking yeah. your career to the next level. I know. I mean, cause you know, I do a lot of editing for this uh, podcast. So editing is a process and it can take something very mediocre and basic to right. something phenomenal. Like when we watch these TV series, these movies, it really is, you know, the editors who are making these shows, right. Taking it to just, the next level, the stuff that they're able to do and exactly. implement into these shows. It all has to do with editing. So anybody who's editing, I, I give, yeah, exactly. give them props. It's a lot of work and it is very time consuming. It's just not, you know, right. a little quick fix. It, a lot of exactly. time. And it's that. really cool because with this class, not only have, I feel like I'm slowly strengthening my skills, but also I'm being more critical when I watch shows that are already out I'm like oh they could have did this oh now I know the lens that they use and things like that I'm like really crucial (laughs) which about which is it's good because I feel like I'm becoming more of a harsh critic but a good critic so that means when I do my show I I know what to look for and I know the image and the visual that I want to portray moving forward so it's making me a better yeah (laughs) right you do you you kind of like yeah you are like your own worst critic yeah. you're very kind of anal <laughs> particularly yeah. about what you want to know I get it because like I beat myself up about stuff and then I, I'll go back and listen to it and people are like oh it was really good but then it's like since it's your work right. you look you go back and listen to it and you're like yeah but I could have changed right. that or going forward this is what I'm gonna do exactly exactly yeah <laughs> no the minds of a creator yeah man we're <laughs> artists that's what we do <laughs> right right yeah definitely no I now, I know um, recently you had hit me up and you're like, I got to come back onto your show because yes. I want to talk about these white nationalists. So, girl, where do we start? Where do you want to start about this? Because, you know, this, this stuff is out yeah, of hand. <laughs> it is. You know, it's, it's so much with this particular topic because it's interesting how our country, some of us in this country are just now waking up to what a lot of us have already known since day one. You know, and I think that is the biggest thing that is kind of like all of a sudden being woke, quote unquote, for some people, Um, you know, Mm -hmm. our country has been focusing on since, you know, 9-11, which happened in 2001 about, you know, the terrorist is in a different country. They're from Al Qaeda, that whole situation. Right. Right. But like, you know, the, the, the main thing is the real terrorist have been in this country from day one, since the beginning. And that right. is something that I think a lot of people are just now connecting to, making a realization. Which is, which is, which is crazy. And it's funny that you say that because I, I always say that no black person, unless they're just cooning, <laughs> is surprised about right. any of this stuff because we have experienced this for centuries and years and years and years. None of this is new to us because it's something that we deal with on a daily basis. But it, I do find it funny when, you know, other people people once they experience racism or they hear they experience hate crimes or assault or whatever it may be they're like oh my god this is issue this is a problem and us over here are like well i mean what do you mean <laughs> right right you're late okay <laughs> you're late <laughs> yeah and exactly. you know um people don't want to acknowledge that the country has been like this from the beginning of time that you know that's how this country was developed Mm-hmm. Based exactly. on that stuff. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's so true. Well, because the thing is, it hasn't come to their door. But when it was at their door, they didn't open it. They right. chose to see it because it didn't really affect 
them. It was more like, well, that's what they get. Look at them people. That's what they do. It was always a they, they thing. My world is fine. So I'm cool. It doesn't affect me. But now all of a sudden you want to march and say this and do that. Well, where were you back in, you know, 1920s when the lynchings were very much going on? What Where were you, you know, post slavery? You know what I mean? You know, 1895, 1870, where were you? It was still very much going on then. So that's the thing. That's the issue. And that's why for me, like I told someone recently, it's time for me to stop explaining and you looking for the black answer. You get a book, you do the research on yourself. I'm not going to be the spokesperson to make your your consciousness feel better. I'm not doing that anymore. It's It's been out there. You go do your own history because our history has been in your face. You just chose not to see it and acknowledge it. Right. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I get you. It gets to a point where it's mentally exhausting having to explain yourself, having to explain your black experience in this country and what you go through. And people want to sit there and be like, oh, you people are so sensitive. You know, you're blowing things out of proportion. No, we're not. <laughs> right. Not at all. And you're right. There are a lot of resources. And, and a part of it, I also blame, you know, the schools. They don't teach the right things, mm-hmm. which is why a lot of people are pulling their children out of schools, homeschooling them, implementing their own curriculums because they're not teaching what they should be teaching in school. And like I said, if you're not black, everybody should be taking a motherfucking black history class. If you're dating <laughs> the opposite race, it is your job to bridge that gap and to learn about their culture. Whatever race they may be, you need to be educating right. yourself about them. Exactly. So they know exactly. what's acceptable and what's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Because you don't want to make yourself look ignorant and stupid or offend someone, someone that you love or care about because you chose not to understand their culture, their dynamics, what mm-hmm. where, uh, they grew up and that it, it, it may be different from yours or it may have a lot of similarities. And that's where to me being aware, being culturally aware, being inclusive and not just being stuck in your own little world is important. And, you know, it's like you need to wake up to that. But again, that's something that we have always been aware of. But then again, girl, you got some blacks who also are not aware of, the, of other things, too. And I'm looking at them like, well, how do you not you know pay attention to also what's going on so you have a small portion of us who are like that it's very small but the majority of us are very aware of what's going on in society from the beginning to where we are now and hopefully what's to come yeah no i agree and it's what what, what are we in 2019 pretty close to 2020 here the year has went by so fast so quick it's crazy I, i just i feel like it was just 2019. It was just January. We were just coming into the new year. Now mm-hmm. a new year is right, right around the corner. But yeah. we're here in 2019 and it, we're just now realizing, we're just now acknowledging the fact that uh, white supremacists are terrorist groups and not hate groups. That is, They are now officially <laughs> terrorists. It took that motherfucking long to <laughs> label these people as terrorists, which is what they've been from the start, from right. the jump. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And the thing is, they've been incognito. They've been in not just the typical white sheets, KKK, you obviously know what they are. They've been, of course, in, in police mm-hmm. forces, fire, mm-hmm. fire, you know, uh, fire forces, uh, white collar positions, teachers. They've been in all different um, industries of, of careers. But a lot of people, again, didn't realize that I'm oh, not new. Oh. I mean, I, I think mean, you knew it, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, I, I mean, for us, I think, I think it's just common 
sense. It's nothing complex about that. You know, right. it's just it's just modern it's day not. lynchings. It doesn't look like it looked like years mm-hmm. ago, but it's exactly the same thing. It's just more modern. And like you said, we got lawyers, we got doctors, we got teachers, dentists, whoever. Yeah. Who are racist. They're just a little bit more discreet. They're just a little bit more discreet about it. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, and I think, again, what I've been saying, this has kind of been my theme for the past couple of years, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. You know what I mean? It's time out for sugarcoating conversations. Look, this is the real situation. Wake up. I'm going to give it to you raw. This is the situation at hand. We're going to address it. We're going to work through it. And we're going we gonna to make something happen. And I think that's where people are. I think that's where a lot of us are. Because for so many years, everyone's been tiptoeing around. Oh, I think racism still exists. Or I don't know. Forget that. Look, it, it's in your face. Eat it. Drink it up. Swallow it. Chew it. Swallow it down. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. You know, and that's just what you have to understand. And it's it's been in the White House, you know, before Obama, it's been there. Trump has it before him. It, I mean, it's just been there, you know, and now it's like they're coming out the woodworks. But, you know, what? so are we because we're not afraid. We haven't mm-hmm. been afraid. You know what I mean? And that's the understanding they need to realize or just people need to realize this is not, you know, 1860 anymore where we're, we're nervous or, you know, 1760. You could come on our face with that. We go come right back. Don't take, don't shake the table unless you're ready to get shook. That's that, how that reminds I say me it. Of, um, I don't know why that reminds me of love and hip hop where. Uh, <laughs> that's why I got it from Kay Michelle. Table, she's like, oh, you shook the table. I'm scared. That is hilarious. Right. Yeah, I took that. So, oh, I'm that is too that. damn yeah. funny. No, it, it, no, it's the truth. Yeah. No, I, I don't understand. At yeah. this point in time, you cannot possibly be oblivious to the racism because it's generations mm-hmm. and generations of these youngsters being taught to hate, to assault, to bully, and to right. make fun of people and put people down right. who look different, who are different from them or have different skin color than them it's 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 nothing new i need people to get with the program and you know a lot of people who may tune into our podcast may be like wow you guys really touch on race a lot you know is there anything you could talk about no because i told you from day one at the start of this podcast i'm a black woman we are black women of color i talk about my experience and i talk about what goes on and until racism is completely eliminated which seems like i don't ever know if we we can see that in our time but until that stops. I'm going to always right. be an advocate. I'll always be a person who's going to talk about it and educate other people. That's how it's going to be. I'm not going to stop. Right. <laughs> right. I, I exactly. Mean, yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's crazy. You know, we have generations of our grandparents, great grandparents and ancestors who have to deal with this. And we're still dealing with it today. And a lot of people would think, wow, I didn't think, you know, this generation will have to deal with this. But we are. And it's just getting to the point where it's kind of hard to believe if this will ever stop. Right. At least I don't think we'll see it in our time and I'm hoping my sister's generation or her kids and grandkids I I hope there's a change somewhere but if the cycle is not broken that's tough right right exactly exactly and then also I would say just changing the narrative of how we Mm -hmm. see other cultures and ourselves and I think this generation is really forming and sticking to the stereotypes you know i mean the younger generation you know what i mean they're they're playing into that and it's like you know and and i feel like some of them don't want to learn the correct the correct way you know this generation is so different 
from what I'm used to, you know, I, and I think a lot of the older people, myself and other people are seeing it like, yo, this is, this is different from when I was back in high school or middle school or whatnot. And, and it's just like, I would say the ignorance of everybody, but some of them don't care to learn. They just want to know what's right now, what's happening. And it's like, you got to think beyond that. Cause you're not always going to be this age, 10, 15 years, 20 years from now, you're going to be an adult. And you're going to have to be aware of your world and what's going on, who's running your country, what are the rules being made, what you're going to allow your kids to be a part of if you choose to be a family person. You know, it's all these different aspects. But again, when you're that age, you don't think about it. I didn't really think about it. But now it's in your face. Oh, oh, I'm so, I'm so yeah. glad you brought that up. No, I think I think, yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. It gets to a point in time where you have to be inclined. You have to mm-hmm. mature. And when we're when you're a child, you see stuff, you see stuff, especially this generation. I think this generation, racism and hate, it's more actually in their face. I think when I was coming up, you knew right. about this stuff. We learned about it. But I don't think you really understood the severity mm-hmm. of it all. Until you get older, your mindset kind of changes and you kind of see, you know, okay, how the world really works, what the climate of this country really mm-hmm. is. And your perspective starts to change. And you also become a lot more passionate about right. this stuff. It's not that you weren't thin. It was just you were younger. So you evolved now and you realize, okay, coming into adulthood, this is not acceptable. And I need to ki- teach my kids, grandchildren, whoever students in the classroom you know about this so I'm glad about that your perspective does change so I can always respect those people that may have had one mind frame because maybe they weren't as informed but as you got older you're more informed so your perspective kind of changes I completely get that but to people who continue to stay ignorant about it and think that's acceptable it's not right (laughs) right exactly yeah it's like you need to wake up grow up and really see and look at the world around you get outside of your comfort zone and open your eyes to the real world and it's not just what's down the street in your house in your neighborhood it's beyond that the world is so beautiful and this is how i see the world is beautiful you just got idiots in the world that's just what it is you got some (laughs) the world is fantastic i mean you got beautiful sceneries the country is gorgeous it's just some of the people who live in this world are complete idiots and that's what makes the world sometimes a scary place it's not the world itself it's the people who are brought and born into this world who have no sense of reality have no respect it's just it's crazy you know what I mean and that's the difference you know so mm-hmm. you just gotta go out there and fight fight as much as you can with respect and dignity and spreading the truth in a way that it makes people realize what's really going on so no no I I I agree. And people have to be willing to have these conversations and want to be open about it and not mm-hmm. shut people down when they're talking about their experience. Cause I see that a lot. People are so quick to reply, mm-hmm. you know, instead of listen, right. Everybody's so quick to do that. Everybody's so quick to have a, rebu- a rebuttal, to have a comeback. Mm-hmm. They want to be right. Instead of listen to the facts, <laughs> right. listen to what somebody's telling you. Mm-hmm. No, very true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very true. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I just just the white nationalist is is out of hand and then you know um with these white people thinking that they're just 
you know, in charge of black people and in charge of what black people are, you know, able to do. It's like, I can't even walk out, you know, into the street and take a fucking deep breath. You can't go, you know, <laughs> you, can, you can't without them right. accusing you of doing something or saying right. that you're a bad person or them being suspicious of you. It's right. like, why are you suspicious of me? I'm, I'm here minding my business. Right. It's what you should do as well. <laughs> exactly. And, and see, that is really getting out of hand. It's the sense of not wanting to lose power because they were given power hundreds of years ago, not just in this country, but as you know, over in Europe and whatnot. And so that sense of power is something they are just, they got to hold on to. And the fact that you have women who are asking other black men or other black women in their apartment complex, do you live here as if you were the landowner or the, the landlord or the manager? Who are you? Like right. that whole type of concept, <laughs> I'll be damned if someone's going to come up to me and be like, oh, you can't be here. Who are you? Who are you? This is my property. I can do what the hell I please. That's the situation. Right. It's getting too comfortable. That This type of nonsense is becoming too common all of a sudden. It's becoming the norm. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm just going to harass any black person who looks odd on their property. What are you doing sitting in your car? I'm in my car in front of my house. <laughs> doing what, right. what are you doing? <laughs> right. You coming up to me. You know what I mean? Right. right. Like, this is supposed to be a free motherfucking country. If I haven't come up to you and assaulted you or hit you <laughs> or beat up on you, why, why am I your concern? You know, exactly. and it, it's funny that you bring this up. The other day I was actually at a cookout. Um, I'm mm -hmm. a part of like this black cosmos group here in Vegas. Mm -hmm. And it's a group for like-minded black people and, you know, business professionals. Right. And we had a cookout. And so one of the hosts of the group or one of the organizers of the group, she mm -hmm. went out there early, you know, to set up to make sure that um, she got enough tables for everybody who was attending the event and she was starting the barbecue mm -hmm. or whatever. Right. I'm talking. She got out there six o'clock a.m. So here comes this white man literally strolling along, comes up to her and he goes, mm -hmm. oh, what are you doing here? Um, why are you doing this? This is a, mind you, this is a public park, a public place. So you're telling me that right. only certain people can be at this park, that people aren't right. allowed to come to the park to have a good time, to congregate, congregate and to have celebrations or whatever. And he's like, well, right. I've never seen you here before. Well, how would you have ever seen her at the park before if y'all have never met? We see people we right. don't know every single day. When we drive in our cars, right. when you're driving along people at the stoplight, when you're going to the grocery store, when you're going to the club, the bar, whatever, we right. see people we don't know every day. So you're telling me because you've never seen her at this park, it's an issue or because she doesn't right. live in the neighborhood. I'm sorry. I don't see any signs anywhere that says, oh, because you don't live within five feet of this park, you're not allowed to barbecue here. <laughs> right. right it's ridiculous and that goes back to the sense of wanting to have a control wanting to make authority over something you don't need to be authoritative of because had we be the ones to come up what are you doing here oh they're harassing me leave me alone it's a double standard but yet you could come and bother me when i'm minding my own business at a free public park where anybody has the right to do whatever they want there why are you bothering me? And why are you questioning me? I'm questioning you. Why are you even asking me what I'm doing? What are you doing? You know what I mean? And I'm at the type point where I'm going to talk right back at you. What are you doing? 
Who are you? I'm going to ask you a question. Right. Okay. What is your background? Check? Right. right. Okay. You want to be all up in my right. grill question, me asking me 21 questions. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Please. No, you get the 21 questions, not me. Like, I'm okay? gonna, like am like, I supposed to be somewhere else right now? Am I not supposed to be at this park? I'm sorry. I didn't know that you made plans for me. I didn't know that you were my secretary. I didn't know that you checked <laughs> off where I should be at this time on this day. <laughs> right when did you become my right. assistant i didn't know i even had right. one you know? right like oh girl i think you're not supposed to be here at this time it's the wrong day you were actually supposed to be over there <laughs> right like i was i didn't know no one informed me so like you know it's this it's it's funny but it's also really <laughs> annoying at the, the same sense time of entitlement and privilege that black folks can't be at a park having a good time. No. We are not doing anything. We ain't right. burning down this park. We ain't beating up on nobody. Right. We are not over here rioting, but which we should because yeah. white people think they just have the authority right. to do whatever the fuck they want. And they don't have to face no repercussions for it at all. Right. Right. And they, they will check you if you try to ask them something. It's like, but you just asked me the same question. So what is up with that? You're not my maker. You're not my my family. So leave me alone before we get this thing really popping. And you really gonna be shook, okay? <laughs> like seriously, don't make me come out of myself. Like you know what I mean? Mm. Like that's the thing. Like it's just like you. It's certain certain work situations, or just in general, it's like you really try to stay between you know a professional, or, you know, certain certain line. But then you meet people who make ignorant comments or just dumb comments like that. Then it's like, see, now you gonna really make me come out of myself. Like you gonna really make me go there, and then it's gonna be like, oh, she threatened me. <laughs> like I didn't. I was just direct. It's like, no, at this point, direct, you ask me you too know? many damn questions. You're too close to me. You're all <laughs> up in my grill and my face. Like, you, you need to take Ooh. several steps, you know, back. At this point, right. it's self-defense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you work on my nerves right now. That's what that is, you know? So, it's just ridiculous. It's just, it's, it's too common. It's too much of, I'm going to call you because you look, weirder because you're standing in an elevator in front of your building or something to that extreme you know it's just leave me alone what are you doing why are you watching me i'm watching you because and, and that's another thing everybody's like oh well you know i'm they're ch- checking us out but at the real time we checking you out we concerned right. about you right. you know what i mean you know and it's they don't, they don't think about that they don't think they're a threat you are a threat some of times i've met a lot of black people who say white people make them nervous Straight up. I'm not one of those people, but I've met a lot who like, I don't like being around white people. They, I don't like being the only black. I've met a couple people like that. No, and I understand it because, I mean, for years and years and years and still, you know, sometimes in certain situations, we are the minority mm-hmm. in the room. Mm-hmm. We're always that the odd person out, the person that looks different. Mm-hmm. I see that a lot from students in the classroom, right? you know, from work, whatever it is that you do career-wise. Sometimes that happens to be the case. So I can completely understand that. And then a lot of black people like to say, well, Oh, I'm not racist or other people will have the perception that that is racist. And I said, I say all the time, black people are not racist. We are prejudiced mm-hmm. very much. So rightfully mm-hmm. so we are prejudiced because of stuff mm-hmm. like this. And no, there are times where I'm really like, you know, it's hard for me to be around 
white people and it's not because I'm afraid it's because I'm pissed off and outraged right. and it's like you kind of have to like calm yourself down like okay it's not all of them but it's kind of hard in this day and age to not be looking at all of them kind of side sideways and side eyeing them right exactly <laughs> exactly and then especially you have those who want to question what 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 when what we're doing all that fun stuff and then you want to have some of us who want to be like hey girl how you doing and rocking bantu knots but they call them mini buns then I'm like okay now wait a minute and you want to date Tyrone and and you know, Jamal and whatnot but still don't understand us then we gonna have another conversation you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> you know and that's also where I get irritated it's just like you're either too Becky or you're too trying to be down and you're not Brandy so we're not gonna be I'm one to be down <laughs> you're not Brandy stop it okay that was actually my jam back Girl. in the day that was like my favorite song yes. at five years old and the funny thing about that, it's funny, like, as I got more as an adult, like, I was kind of more of a laid back, like, reserved person. But don't get me wrong, when certain things kind of I'm passionate about, okay, yes, I will speak up and you will hear my voice. There's certain, it's just depending on what it is, like, what topics it is, like, yes, I will get more passionate. Right. But it's so funny that she brought that up. Brought that up. Yeah. Because when I was a little girl... I was so like outspoken, like so outspoken and energetic. And I used to sing that song all the time <laughs> and hop on the table and pretend like I was brand. Right. But you know, you have every right to do that. Okay. You know? So yes, you know, and I'm not saying other people can't do it either, but it's just that you have the, again, the extremists, you have the ones who want to check on us every 10 seconds. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why are you parked here? Blah, 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 blah. Then you have the ones who are basically their daughters or sons pretty much, you know, trying to be down with the cause or at least with the culture and don't really understand the culture or the cause. Then that's when we have a problem. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I agree. And I'm glad that you brought that up. And since you brought that up, that's kind of like a, segue into the next topic <laughs> the next topic I want to talk about um vernacular and I do talk about this or I cover this you know quite a bit on the podcast as well but it irks my soul when <laughs> non-black women are like hey sis yes yeah, sis do like yes yeah, sis do no. that I'm like first off first mm-hmm. <laughs> right you, right you, you, you you're not my sister if, if we're not blood related you're not my sister you're not calling me sis and if you're not another black woman please do not use that term because that is a term of endearment amongst black women or black uh brothers and sisters hey sis hey brother how you doing like that so when i see people on social media or people approaching me talking about hey sis hey sis calling me that because i'm black or they think because i'm black that's how i talk and they think that's how they can connect with me please stop that shit irks my soul (laughs) i agree and the thing is us saying sis has been more common now because we had like in our culture we always say girl that's just what we always say hey girl that's just what it's always been but sis has been a little bit more newer to us i mean we've said it but it's more common now you know what i mean it's been kind of more popular for the past i don't know couple years however long whatever so yeah i i do agree with you 100 because i say that but i say that to people i actually rock with or you know what i'm saying and the thing is um that's a term that we've been using forever and it's just within a few years you've seen other people use that we've always used that term you never would see other non-black people going around hey sis hey brother that's my never (laughs) 
And the reason why we do that too, because we just talked about how we're the minority in every room. So whether if we know that black person or not, whether if we don't even exchange words, when we see that person, it's either a head nod or the acknowledgement or, Hey sis, how you doing? And we keep it pushing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or it's like, if you see that other black person in a room, it's like, Oh, cool. And you sit next to him or her. And then you say something, especially if it's another woman and you be like, sis, girl, like they say something, sis. And it's like the look that we get, like, I already know. And that's that. That's something that is undeniable. That just what black people do. I don't care if you're from Britain or whatnot. That's just how we are. The blacks over there get what, what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter matter like that's just our culture and again when again you hear the sis or the girl or whatever don't do it you know and then especially if you got your hair braided like you know us and all that and you're gonna call me sis girl please okay and i and i'm the type that i won't be friendly i will give you a look and just be like you really this this is what we're doing let's have a conversation because then you're not gonna like where this conversation will go Right. You know what I mean? No, it's not. No, I just, it's just, I just hate that. There's other ways that I feel like we can connect or kind of establish, you know, that rapport. I, it's just, it's inappropriate for you to just be saying and call me certain things. I don't know. I don't know if other black women feel this way, but I feel like there are quite a few or a small percentage that do who are like on the same page with me who or whose views align with me on that. I just, it, it irks me. I'm not your sis. <laughs> Right. And if I call, right. And if I call another person sis and she is not black, it's really because I really rock with you, but don't respond that back to me. Don't say it back to me. I'm going to call you sis because I girl, we here, we see eye to eye, but that's it. Don't, don't say yes, sis. No, 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 no. You can call me ash. You you know what I'm saying? But don't call me sis. Don't call me girl. Cause I'm going to be like, (laughs) You you done you done uh, mess it's with like, the wrong. We're not person. even that tight for you to be <laughs> even giving me that nickname for what? <laughs> for real, I'm being cool with you because I have to be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, for real. <laughs> right, girl, because I have to be. So that's the only reason I'm giving you this nickname that really you shouldn't have. I'm just saying, you know. But like, yeah, and I and I really, it's very. It's only like one person who's not black. I say that too, and it's just one, and that's because she's like really, 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 really cool. And I've mm-hmm. known her for like super long, but she's down with the cause. Like, she's a hundred percent down with the cause, and I'm here for. It. And then she doesn't, you know, appropriate our culture, but she she understands you know, the process, she knows the history, she knows the trials and tribulations and all that. And she's, it's really about moving forward. She makes, she's making strides to, you know, move forward and build the community and, and the unity. And so when you're on that level and you're not fronting, you're not trying to get the braids and, you know, the lip injections and whatnot, and you're still being true to who you are and your culture. Oh yeah. We rock hard. You know what I'm saying? But like, if you're just trying to be now because it's cute, then no that's not gonna work yeah and then a lot of women will think they can do that because like you said earlier you know they're dating black men or whoever and they think that that's appealing to them it's not and then you do have the brothers out there that will make them think that that is acceptable (laughs) but it is not acceptable in any shape nor form Exactly. Exactly. Because then they run into you and I. We giving them a look like, really, my nigga, this is what it is. This is what it is. I'm gonna get real New York on you all of a sudden. This is what it is. Oh god, y'all done brought out the New York accent. Girl, I'm just saying. Brooklyn like, in the nah, house. This don't work. 
how Ray reacts what's up, you know? <laughs> so it's just it's this it's 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 crazy, but it's just something that I feel you. It, yeah, it's that my soul and then I don't know if you've ever girl. gotten it, but I've gotten like a few non black people who will come up to me and be like, Yeah, yeah, my boyfriend's black. My boyfriend's black. Like, what? Why are you telling me this? Brilliant. <laughs> And I'm like, what's your is point? That, is that supposed to make me like you more because your boyfriend is black? I don't know anything about you. We've never formally introduced ourselves to one right. another, but you felt the need to come over across right. the room. Hey, girl, slapjack. My boyfriend is black. Hot side, bitch. What? Right. <laughs> Bye. Please. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, girl. Yeah, I get that a lot, girl. Oh my gosh, you know what? My boyfriend's black and his name is like Jamal. Like, like, the, the stereotyping, like, it's it's just it's out of control. And to me, that is very racist because I'm black. Oh, you feel the need to come up to me and think that we're relating. Sis, look, we don't relate because over here I condone and support and represent black love and you ain't black and you over here talking about you done took another brother <laughs> from from the many black women right. waiting for that right black man to come along. <laughs> huh. Well, well, say it. Say it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, right. And then you want to ask me, well, how do I t- cook collard greens? And how do I cook, you know, you know, chitlins? And I'm <laughs> to you. Girl, and I'm, I'm pretty right, sure his better, mom is not going to tell right, you You better either. tell him so to, go, just to go on over there and drop you off at his mama's house. And she could, that could, that could, that could be her job. Or Google, Google it. it. But I don't know. These these days, white people yeah, gentrifying the food. Yeah. <laughs> Raising the potato <laughs> salad and mac and cheese. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, girl, I done went somewhere what? the other day. That don't work. Not the other day, yeah. a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Raisins and mushrooms and all types mm-hmm. of shit in the macaroni and cheese. In what world? In what world? What is going on? <laughs> that should not be allowed. Yeah, that should not be allowed. I was just about to say, it should be illegal and restricted. You cannot put mushrooms and raisins in no mac and cheese. What world do we live in? Okay? You know, you might as well start putting, you know, strawberries oh, and, and no. ginger and peach cobbler. You know what I'm saying? Or make it vegan. Like, you right. can't do that. You're making you a potato, you, you making okay? a potato pie with actual potatoes and red potatoes. No. no. I'm not coming to your dinner. <laughs> don't don't, don't, don't attend. Nothing. Nothing. To make the soul food or gentrify the soul food. <laughs> Yeah, really. Well, I made this cauliflower mac and cheese, or because you know cauliflower greens because of so and so. But your man, your man don't look like he eat that. Your man is a brother, okay? He don't eat no cauliflower with you know quinoa and whatnot. Like that's that's that girl. Me and my co were just talking about that. Like, come on, you gonna get one of them and then have to eat kale and quinoa? He, he want some butter baked biscuits, okay? Give me this motherfucker some greens. Sweet potatoes, right? Girl. Like what, what you what you doing to my brother over here? Because I could have sworn when you when you first got with him, he was a good two fifty in muscle. Now he yeah, dropped he's down to ninety nine. <laughs> where he at? Where he go? I can't even see him. Where he go? Like for he, real? He on the borderline anorexia? Cause <laughs> <laughs> you ain't feeding his ass, okay? You're feeding him trees and leaves and sticks. That's what you're feeding him, okay? Too much, too much motherfucking kale. 
I'm talking. Girl. I mean, that ain't gonna work. I don't care if the brothers from you know the southern the southern states, East Coast, Midwest, Cali, you know, out of the country, Africa, Britain don't matter. That motherfucker ain't gonna be like he gonna be like what? What is this? What is what is this? I don't know what this is. You know, he's gonna I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just do and I seen. Yeah. The other day on Twitter, funniest thing in the world. This brother, mm-hmm. I don't know what happened. I think he cheated on his girl, whatever. He had left his uh, girl. Mm-hmm. Started dating this new girl. I don't know what the bitch made, but it did not look appetizing uh-huh. at all. And he is crying and whining on Twitter, talking about, "Oh my God, I miss you. This is what my girlfriend cooked. I want you back." Well, you should have thought about. You should have thought twice before you did what you did. <laughs> made the decision that you made <laughs> right exactly it's crazy it's crazy and i i really be wondering about that like you know you chose those actions you, exactly you a good girl now you're with the other one and now the bitch can't cook <laughs> no she's giving you sticks and leaves and salmon and salmonella she- all in your shit <laughs> Right, you know, this is cauliflower, you know, with mushrooms and quinoa and this and that. Who is going to eat that? It may look or smell good, but you feeding a brother? Come on. And then, and then what really gets me is when I meet black men who all of a sudden are vegan. Or, you know, who, who, who are you dealing with? Because I know, I mean, unless it's a, he's with a black woman too who's vegan. And I'm, okay, cool. No big deal. But if you, like, went from a straight fried chicken you know, biscuits and rolls and games and gumbo and all that with Shawana and then you meet a Sally Sue and you back to cauliflower and and trees. I'm concerned for you, my brother. I need to feed you because I'm concerned for your well being and your soul. Okay. Shit. Girl. Shit because, because I, there are some good vegan black on spots and some good vegan mm-hmm. social spots, but yeah, you're right. Yep. It ain't a sister yeah. doing it. I, yeah, you're right. I might, I yeah. might be concerned. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'm concerned for you, my brother. I'm scared. You know, I'm scared. If, if there, if there, if there was like a child protective services for adults, <laughs> that's who I would be calling. Yeah. <laughs> Word for your life, save yourself, my brother. Please, <laughs> she about to kill you, man. She ain't feeling like that scene and get out. I'm gonna snap that camera. Girl. I'm gonna snap a picture. Of get out. You better right now. For real. I mean, to be honest, girl, that movie should have been a lesson learned for a lot of brothers, in my opinion. But you know, you know, some people not gonna really pay attention to that. But uh, bruh. I thought that should be. No, some people not ready for the conversation. That's no, what it is. They not. They not. And I, I'm sure some white women were probably like, "Oh my god, that is so true. We so do that." <laughs> Shoot, I have to let Tyrone and Jamal and Malik go. Oh my gosh, I'm sure they were kind of tripping. Not all, but I'm sure a lot. I know when I saw that, I was like, "Mm-hmm." See, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> that is so fucking true. I was like, shit. Yes. I was like, nah, some of these motherfuckers better learn. They better see what happened here on this movie and get the fuck out. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure some motherfuckers smashed home that night. Right. Robbing right. and weaving in and out of lanes. Hurrying up to grab that duffel bag. Right. Be like, uh, Rebecca, Julie, this ain't going to work no more, boo. I'm sorry. This ain't going to work. You know, it was fun, but after this movie, I'm concerned. I'm sleeping with one eye open, you know? So, 
You know, that movie to me was a life lesson. For I some. feel like it was a life lesson. And I feel like a lot of men kind of were like over there, like <laughs> thinking twice about the situation. <laughs> that we're in. Like, um, I think I'm a little bit apprehensive. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this anymore, Sally. I don't know That's if I want to continue to date outside my sisters. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, okay. Because let's just be real. We are the baddest in the land, honey. No one can compare to us. They try, but it don't work. It won't ever work. We are the originators. Never duplicate because you can't go back to what's already what it is. Okay? Highly Let's favored. Be real. Highly favored ha. and the most imitated. Ha. 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 But you still don't understand it. And you still can't be us. Okay? Okay, let's just be real. You know, because what Nisi Nash said on Black Girls Rock, it came a couple weeks ago, she was like, we're constantly overlooked Mm -hmm. until we want to basically, our culture, how we look, wants to be used on somebody else. Mm -hmm. We're constantly overlooked. But see, you just don't want to acknowledge how beautiful we are, how vibrant, how versatile we are, because we can do our hair in a million different ways, our shapes. Our hips, our thighs, we are just amazingness. Right. Our skin of beautiful brown melanin from golden to, to dark chocolate to everything in between, honey, we are bad. Right. Okay, we are bad. And people are... They don't want to acknowledge that. No, no, you're right. Which is why we have to celebrate ourselves. And it's not mm-hmm. hate. It's because we're proud of who we are. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you brought that up because a lot of people don't understand that. I have went... This was a couple years ago. I had went to this antique shop. Mm-hmm. I was going to the BT Awards. And mm-hmm. I needed some jewelry. Mm-hmm. I went in there. I was explaining to this lady, like, what I need the jewelry and stuff for. Right. And this lady has the audacity to go, do white people get awards? Bitch. <laughs> At the BT Awards? She said, do, I, I kid you not. She said, do white people get awards? And then she goes, she looks at me. Oh, that's kind of racist. That's kind of racist. I said, no, it's not. And at that point for it, I was like, I will not be shopping at your store never, ever again. And you better watch what the fuck you say. Because best believe this is a small word. And mm-hmm. the word does get mm-hmm. around. Hmm. Your say does get around. And I will let people know about your motherfucking shop. Because mm-hmm. how dare you make a comment like that? I don't give a fuck when you were born. Bitch, this was what? 2000 and motherfucking 17. And you're telling me this is the mind frame that you still fucking have. And then people want to go, oh, that's old school. That's old. That's not old school. That is upright racism. That is right. not old school. Old school is my grandparents don't listen to the type of music that is mainstream on the radio today. Right. They'd rather listen to their oldies. That's old school. Don't ever tell me that's because somebody has a, a mind frame. Like that is going to tell me an award show that was developed to celebrate black people because they don't get that at other award right. shows is racist. What? Right. You have audacity to ask me if white people get awards? Are, are you not comprehending what black entertainment is and why they have those award mm-hmm. shows? And you're going to ask, oh, white people? White people get enough awards. Well, awards, and then you see these black actors who work their ass off, who've had leading roles, the number one movies, the um, best songs, you know, in the country, overseas, and then they still don't get picked, they still don't get nominated for the war award, and then you have this white person or somebody else you've never heard of, and they get the award of that person because of their privilege. 
Right. Exactly. <laughs> and I was like, you are Absolutely. tripping to ask me some shit like that. I was hated. I had to walk out. I had to walk right. out because I was to the point where I wanted to take off on that lady and go off on that lady so damn bad. And she's so lucky she didn't catch my wrist. I'm like, you so lucky. This is your place of business. But I would be careful if I were you. And I wouldn't say that again. I wouldn't make comments like that again if I were you. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, at all. Watch what you say because the reactions are real. And, and that type of comment is ridiculous. Just like I've heard people say, oh, well, do white people go to HBCUs? <laughs> it's like, I'm like, you know, they can, but not really none of them do because it's for us. <laughs> Hello? Like, come on, we made these schools because we were not allowed to be, you know, accepted to Harvard and Princeton and all that. So this is why these HBUs got started. So when I hear people make comments, well, do white, you know, white people need to get awards. Like you said, they get a lot. You get the Oscars, you get the Grammys, you get the Billboard Awards, you get the Emmys, you get the Tonys. Um, I can go on. You know what I'm saying? And all those black people and people of color always robbed or they get snubbed. They don't get the, the awards that they deserve. Right. Exactly. Never. Exactly. Which is why we had to go and create BET Hip Hop Awards, BET Awards, black Soul Train Awards. Yes. Yes. Black Girls Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny that you brought that up too because years ago, um, when Black Girls Rock had first come out, mm-hmm. um, my mother had made a comment. She's like, Yeah, Black Girls Rock. And this individual commented on Facebook, no, all people rock. And that type of shit pissing me off because it's the same thing when we're talking about Black Lives Matters. People go, oh, no, all lives matters. Well, guess what? We wouldn't have to come up with these terms. We wouldn't have to phrase these terms and promote these terms if all people were accepted. Mm-hmm. Because if all people were accepted, we would not be pushing that agenda. <laughs> exactly. And if all people were accepted, the same treatment that Tyrone would get, then Jack would get the same thing. It would be the same type of sense. But since it's not, then this is why we're saying all, you know, Black Lives Matter, Black Girls Rock, Black Girl Magic. This is what it is. Black Power. This is just what it is. Does it mean we hate other races? Absolutely not. You know, you cool, we cool. But the thing is, we have to redirect our sense because you guys are still trying to strip what is already ours, trying to strip our innocence, trying to strip away our greatness, our our vibrancy of who we are. We are bringing it back. We are bringing it back to the the original solidest foundation of who we are as a people. So yes, we're going to keep saying Black Lives Matter and and, um, Black Girls Rock and Melanin all day, every day. We're going to keep saying that until you get it through your thick head what's really going on. (laughs) No, right. No, that is just the Stuff like that, it just it pisses me off because you don't understand it. And if you if you really took the time to it, it, it shows um it shows the ignorance and it shows that you haven't taken the time to educate yourself and that you're so you're full of yourself. It's that right. privilege. You're so entitled. Do you think that everything everybody's supposed to bow down to you and look up to you and appease to you? That's not how it works. And so that type of no. shit pissed me off. Oh, you 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 don't even give a fuck about black people because the first thing that came out your mouth was, oh, do white people get their award? You, you're so concerned about mm-hmm. that. Right. It's like, it's like well, you know, I, if I was there with you, I would have been like, okay, so tell me how many awards y'all get. Let's name them. She probably would have been like, oh, well, there's blah, blah, blah. And be like, exactly. exactly. You just made my point. So why are you not going? Why are you tripping when this is something for us by us? Because we are the baddest in the land. Because if it wasn't for us, you wouldn't have all the stuff that you got going on anyway that y'all stealing in the first place. 
because it's okay you wouldn't we wouldn't have the soul you wouldn't have the hip-hop you wouldn't have the swag and all of that because of us honey let's just keep it real you know what I'm saying? You wouldn't have and, that. And, and, and let me just say, you wouldn't have the land to have that motherfucking shop that you own. Well, that land that you stole. Well, <laughs> well, snap it. Yes. Okay. That too. And then don't don't get me started on when black people want to open certain businesses and lenders will deny them the money because they're black and you can't get that business. But you'll gladly give that money to the next white person down the street to open up another business with the same business mm-hmm. that's just right down the street. Right. But you're gonna give them that money to open the same type of business. Right. Exactly. And I just heard this on the news. This happened a couple weeks ago that you know the whole Felicity Huffman scandal of like her paying her daughters to get into you know, USC, whatever yes. else. Well, the same situation happened to this black lady who apparently didn't have yes. a house and mm-hmm. she paid for her daughter to get into the school, but yep. yet she got five years. Felicity got, what, 14 days? The justice system is so screwed up in this world. Right. So we want to get on, I want to get on that too. We're exactly. going to move on to that too. Right. The justice so, system is so motherfucking screwed up. It is. And, and so until that gets squared away, we going to keep saying Black Lives Matter. We're going to keep protesting. We're going to keep saying melanin is popping. Melanin all day, every day, all day because of what is going on. You still don't see it, but we see it. So until it gets through your head, this is what's going to happen. So if you don't like it, turn it on the way. But then you turn it on the way. It's why you're so oblivious to what's already going on. So I suggest you look it dead in the eye, swallow it, and take it head on. Because we coming. We not going nowhere. We haven't gone anywhere. We still standing 400 years of slavery of, we, uh, of our descendants being in this country is this year. 400. So we ain't going nowhere. We're going to keep multiplying. We're going to keep getting better. We're going to keep being badass motherfuckers that we are. That's just what it is. Um, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That lady only got five years and this, what, what did the other lady get? She got Probation 14 days. Or 14 days? Yeah. Two this weeks. Bitch got, this bitch got motherfucking 14 days. You're not going to sit here and tell me that Nobody ever in life has used another family member's address or a close friend's address to put their child into a better school district or to have their child go to a school that's closer to their house. But they had to use a different address because of the silly boundaries rules. You're Mm -hmm. not going to tell me that nobody has ever done that shit in life. And then I just seen something where this this young gentleman overslept and missed his jury duty and they put this black gentleman in jail for 10 days to try to make an example out of him 10 fucking days you're telling me you're wasting money you're gonna put right. this gentleman in jail for 10 days when there's other people out there doing more corrupt stuff mm-hmm. Trump right right <laughs> Right, and exactly. You sentenced him to ten days, and then this, um, this what is? I'm trying to think of the lady's name. This the recent case was the lady's name was Amber. She uh, broke into the uh, this black man's apartment and killed him because she oh, thought it was her. Right, partner. right, 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 right. This woman yeah. gets ten years. You have people who are in jail because for smoking um, marijuana. And illegally having mm-hmm. marijuana on them, and then now we have all these people capitalizing off of these dispensaries, mm-hmm. and they've mm-hmm. been sentenced to twenty plus years. This woman mm-hmm. gets ten years for murder, and everybody mm-hmm. is supposed to bow down to her and forgive her. 
And I've seen this all over social media. I'm tired of people telling black people when they need to forgive or how they need to forgive. Why would we need to forgive over something like that? And then people want to use the Bible in the worst way ever and use the Bible in the wrong way against us. That's right. That's right. That's right. And that's that's more of a problem. And it's just not fair. And I, I'm glad you said like people capitalizing on these dispensaries, including Shawnee O'Neill, which irritated the hell out of me when you go and try to make a business and pass it on to your kids. What? What is this? And, and, and people, again, have been arrested, you know, years and years ago for uh, this type of drug. And now it's legal, you know. And so now are you going to release them? Is my question. Are you going to let them go? Because now if it's legal in this state and maybe a few other states, they shouldn't be in jail. They serve their time. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it's a lot. It's it's just, it's really ridiculous. And then of course, what makes it worse, you got Kim K trying to be a lawyer. She wants to now save all the blacks because she's fucked half of the blacks. So now she wants to save some of the blacks. Right. And you know, what what pisses me off about it, we just saw that tremendous story about the exonerated five. It was tremendous. It was an emotional I couldn't even right. watch the rest of that. That it's was a, too a, much. A, a, yeah. a very deep story in it. And for people yeah. who just aren't familiar with the justice system and how black people are treated and how oblivious you may be to it, that was a true representation of what goes on. Yeah. Because not only was it them, there's other black men who have dealt with that. And it just it, it just goes to show that this woman murdered this man in his apartment. He was sitting in his apartment on his own business. Those men mm-hmm. did not rape that woman. They served all that time. And if it wasn't for the actual murderer who came out to confess, those men will still be sitting in those jail cells today. And you have a woman like that, mm-hmm. a white woman like that, who only gets 10 years 10 years she mm-hmm. still gets to see daylight mm-hmm. after those 10 years which is mm-hmm. blasphemous to me and mm-hmm. it pissed me off because people were like well the bible says forgive and it, it, it kills me because people want to hold you to a certain standard when it comes to the bible and they want to pick and choose what they want to obey by which i think is wrong and Absolutely. yeah i just i just think it's it's, it's so wrong you can't you can't tell somebody when they need to forgive. Forgiveness happens when somebody is ready to do that. And why is it that the victims always have to be the ones to um, have an open heart and have to be forgiven? And these these people over here who are committing these crimes walk away or get away with the stuff. I don't understand that. Right. No, I agree. I, I'm 100% with you. It's not fair. And yeah, it's always the victims. You need to have an open heart. Well, how about the person who did the crime? Does he have an open heart? Does she have an open heart? Because yeah, she may have 10 years, but she, that, that boy, that man's family will never be able to see him again, ever amongst everyone and else who has been unfortunately taken out. And you know, the crazy thing about this case is there was a black judge mm-hmm. And the family was hugging this woman. The black judge hugged her, gave her a Bible. You could see um, white police officers telling other black security guards to go over there and, you know, comb her, comb her hair down and make her look more presentable and wipe her tears. 
I'm like, it doesn't, everybody talks right. about, oh, we, we got to get a seat at the table. We got to get a seat at the table. But you know what? I don't agree about always necessarily having a seat at that table. At the end of the day, they still don't respect you. At the, at the end of the day, they're still going to manipulate you and still try to control you when you're in there. It just looks good. But they're still racist. They're still controlling. It just looks good for their corporation that they have these people of color in there. So it doesn't seem as if they're racist. Right. But that's not the case. That's why I always go, we, we need to go back to our roots and go back to starting our own businesses because it doesn't always work when we have a motherfucking seat at the table and people were outraged about this whole Jay-Z thing with him, you know, partnering with the NFL and people were saying, well, that's good. He has a seat at the table. They're having a Super Bowl and he's, he's supposed to be working with the NFL when it comes to entertainment and music and the Super Bowl is in Miami this year and they don't have anybody from Miami supporting um, for performing at that Super Bowl, they have not highlighted anything about the Miami culture, the people from Miami, the black artists, nothing. <laughs> yeah, it was the same thing pretty much with the Super Bowl this year in Atlanta. I'm like, you don't have Maroon Five perform. You in the mecca of Atlanta, Outcast. I mean, Ludacris. I mean, Ti. I mean, Escape. We could keep going on who could have performed during the Super Bowl, but you're gonna have. Maroon Five, and if somebody, what? Yeah, Big, big Boy Bay, came, big if somebody boy. came, from <laughs> Big Boy, <laughs> Big Boy, <laughs> Big Boy, yeah, Big Boy, yeah. I know it's the Bay of me, yeah. Uh, anywho, <laughs> Big Boy, <laughs> he had like what a two, a little. He got out the car for like two seconds and performed for like five seconds. It wasn't like he had a whole set. Right. Right. Yeah, and he did what? So far, she's so clean, or I like the way you move, something, something like that. He didn't have his own set. It was like in the middle of the performance that he right. came out. Exactly. So if Jay Z really had a big hand in that and all the money he's making, he should have had to overpower them. Like, nah, this ain't gonna work, my brother. We gonna have X, Y, and Z making a straight Atlanta goodie mob. I mean, come on, they could have performed something, CeeLo. I don't know. They could have performed, but they didn't. And so now we in Miami coming up, which I would love to go to that. I may make that happen. Who knows? And it's just <laughs> like, who knows? But the point of the matter is like now, like you said, you're going to be in Miami where other great music is, has been formed and who are you going to have performed? They're talking about J-Lo, maybe? Performing? No, no, it's, it's confirmed. J-Lo and Shakira. <laughs> Let me just sip my water with that. Let me just sip on my water. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> J-Lo get my swallow in <laughs> J-Lo and motherfucking Shakira and it's just like Miami as we know is a big area when it comes to music on the music scene there are a lot of people in the music industry who are from Miami or who are down there you know a lot of big right. um, music labels from Miami right. and you mean to tell me you, that you can't highlight and showcase that culture when they're having a Super right. Bowl there, you don't think that those people there are, are going to want to see that. And that's right. another problem is that real fans can't even go to games anymore that they want to kind of, they want to entertain right. all these um, techie people and all right. these wealthy people who can afford to go to games now because the ticket prices are so high. So they want to right. appease to them. They don't even want to appease to the real fan anymore. So they don't even give a fuck if you don't care what the entertain, uh, if you don't like what the entertainment is, because they don't even care about the real people living exactly. in those communities. And see, you know, and I agree with you on that. And then also to backtrack with the performances that you're going to do, you know, the artist from Miami, Shakira, well, she's from Colombia, but like, you know, J-Lo, 
why in their Latin, why don't you put some more melanin in that and get Amarla Negro, who is Afro-Latina? Put her up in there. That girl is beautiful. Right. And she's from Miami. And she right. got music. Put her up in there. So another thing. They always want to show the more European Latinas and not the more beautiful chocolate melanin, melanin Latinos that are there as well. So, like, they could have put her in there. I mean, Pretty Wiki, where they been? <laughs> <laughs> no, they have fucking Pretty I mean, Wiki up there. Like, <laughs> on the hotline. <laughs> hey, hey, right, exactly. <laughs> they could have Girl, Trick Daddy and Trina, hello. My love's Come like on. honey. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, it's so that's, many, that's many it's, 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 it's too black. That's what it is. It is, of course. Because this it's is prime rat- time. It's too ratchet or too ghetto for This is the motherfucking Super Bowl. Do you know how many black men, people of color, play that game? Put their body Thank through you. all of that stress? Right. But, but I forgot. It, right. But at the same time. A lot of them, right. But a lot of those black men also date the Sarahs and Sally Sue. So therefore, they're probably like, oh, it's okay. We put Shakita and all them because they date them anyway. So, and it's a few of them who stick to the ones who look like us. It's a few of them on, on the team. But most of them, no. And I, and I know some personally. That's why it's like, look, I know you went from me to her. So <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay. And then. I don't know what. And, then, girl. and then it's like, dude, like half of these black Athletes support other black musicians and artists and get pumped up, listen to their music and whatnot before games. Right. And you want to have some people who, who haven't even been on the scene in the last 10 years. We got some irrelevant ass people. <laughs> For where? Like, where you been? Uh, where I, you I, been? I, don't, I don't understand it. Um, that's why a lot of people are like, okay, you got Jay-Z. He got a seat at the table. Well, what the fuck did Jay, Jay-Z do to contribute to right. that? Because... We're not going to sit there and say, well, you can't blame, blame Jay-Z for it. Well, from what everybody was saying, Jay-Z's role had to do with the music and entertainment. And the last time I checked, mm-hmm. that's entertainment. Super Bowl, that's a big-ass mm-hmm. thing. Whether you watch sports or football mm-hmm. or not, everybody tunes into the Super Bowl to see what the fuck is going to happen at halftime and to watch the commercials. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. I that's really why I watch it. I mean, now that my ex, you know, I don't watch got uh, football like that anymore because all of my exes, I'm not with them. You know what I'm saying? Like they they play on team. But like when I was watching the football games and all, and being at the games, yes, it was all about that. But now since the Super Bowl, it's just really about halftime. Because I remember when it was out here in the Bay and Beyonce before, I literally lost my mind. I was like, this is freaking amazing. You know what I'm saying? But they even had an issue with her performance because it was too militant, too X and too Black Panther-ish. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, you know, she all about formation. I'm here for it. So it's like they he he should have more control. But again, it's also who else is who else is at the seat of the table? Met, better matter of fact, the head of the table. Who is at the head? If Jay Z's not at the head of the table, well, then you know that's it's, probably it's, why. And that's why I think it's she carried. That's why I think all that more. stuff it, it doesn't even make a difference. Okay, you got a seat at the table. Guess what? It's not enough of us. And it's like it just it, it just gets no. to a point where when are we going to get tired of trying to make these people? understand that things need to be more diverse they need to be accepting of people from all walks of life that there's more people to entertain than just white people and wealthy rich people you know i'm, I'm sick of it that's why right. i always say like fuck we need our own fucking espns man if you know if we had our own <laughs> right. black e- 
ESPN, our black NFL. I mean, that's why I'm so proud of Ice Cube and what he's doing over there at the big, uh, the big three. This is what the second year black owned on national TV. He has a lot of black players, a lot of uh, a big black uh, fan base and people who are supporting him and even people who aren't black, you know, or who are of color. It's a big thing to have his name behind that. And it's on national TV. If everybody hopped on that agenda, man, I'm telling you, if more black athletes went to HBCUs, Man, that would change the narrative because scouts would have to come on over there to the HBCUs to get those players. Everybody wants to go to all these mm-hmm. other elite schools, exactly. UCLA, Stanford. Not that that's not that that's a problem. Shout out to my black people who do go to no, those no. schools. But I'm just saying, right? It would change the narrative. <laughs> yeah, it would. It, it would change the narrative in a lot of ways. But I think that it's just. They, they're not ready for that. And that's the problem. It's like, you got to get ready to, to do something different and really go out of your comfort zone and make it more appealing. And then another thing too, why is it that the national anthem for the basketball and um, the football games got to be that one? Can we sing the black national right. anthem? Hello. Right. I mean, come on. I mean, I was watching Amanda Seals, uh, her uh, little comedy special on HBO. I love Amanda Seals. And she basically brought up that point. She was like, half the people who are kneeling are the brothers. So why can't we sing lift every voice? I mean, come on. Why we always got to say star spangled banner and you know, that whole thing. I can't stand that song. Never did like it. You know what I mean? So it's like, cause if you really think of the lyrics and the words, is it really justice of what's going mm-hmm. on? No, because let one of these players messed up doing something crazy, which some of them have done. They gone and, and thrown in the wind and off to Tom Brady and everybody else. It's just, it's, 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 it's no big deal. Like I've always seen it as much as I've dated these athletes and, and, and really like these guys. It's pretty much a modern day world of slavery. If you think about it, you know what I'm saying? You got the owners who are mainly white. You got the mm-hmm. black guys who are mainly the, 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 the slaves and they get traded by how much they're worth. Literally. Oh, he what? 2.5 mil. We're going to trade them to this team. Mm-hmm. We'll give you $3 million, blah, blah, blah. And they get access to the women. Now they get, they get benefits because they mm-hmm. get the money. They get to live where they want. But they're still a pawn. And, you know, so it's like if you analyze the NFL and even the NBA to an extent, it is a modern day slavery, but it's just more glamorized and it's more in that lifestyle because a lot of women want to be with these guys. No, Hell, I've no, done it. I, okay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But it wasn't for, you know what I'm saying? But it wasn't for that particular thing. It's just I happened to like a man who was in that in that industry so it's just like if you really analyze it it literally to me is a modern day version of slavery but it's just more glamorized yeah when you really dissect all of it you're right you're absolutely right in in some ways and shape and forms it, it can't be and that's what i was saying earlier like these men you know work hard day in and day night for these yeah. organizations and yeah. put their bodies through hell Especially football. They put their bodies through a lot of stress, especially when they're taking blows to the head and whatnot and these injuries and whatnot. And you talked about Mm -hmm. them making all these dollars and they're worth this and they're worth that. No, you're, you're exactly right. And then they don't care at the end of the day. They don't care about you. They don't care about you and what you have going on. I mean, as we can see with the whole Kaepernick thing and they want to shun these people and punish these people and reprimand these people who, who decide to kneel 
and whatnot. Right. Exactly. And and you see where Cap is. Like, I don't know where he at. I, I thought one team was willing to, like, I guess, uh, trade him or get him on a team. Not, Of course, not the Niners. But ever since he made his stand, which I commend him on that, he actually became more sexier to me because he did that. Um, to be honest, I, I don't know where he's at. Like, I don't know if he's on a team or if he's still just doing his whole solo independent situation. I'm not really sure. But it's a shame how, like, it, you know, I thought he would get more response from his fellow, you know, teammates. And not even just the ones on his actual team, but, like, throughout the entire league, you know. But you got a handful who were, like, rocking with him. But I think a lot of people just didn't want to jeopardize their contract. No, no, you're very right. And the, the good thing, though, about Kaepernick is he's not completely out of a job. He's taken his platform and has done something completely tremendous with it and is finding other ways to capitalize off of his voice. So, you know, people are willing to have him on shows and make appearances and have him start these foundations. So I think that's where, you know, he's getting his bread and butter. It is an unfortunate situation that he doesn't get to play the game that he he loves. But I think that what he's right. doing now, I think he's much more like passionate about. And I think he's waking right. up a lot of people in terms of seeing how these um, these big, you know, organizations and these, corp- these corporations are corrupt. <laughs> They're corrupt. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And sometimes taking a loss is really a win. You know what I'm saying? Right. No. Yeah. Right, right. And that loss that he definitely got removed from the Niners, where he was, you know, at the prime of his career doing this thing, everybody started knowing who he was. Mm-hmm. To this situation, where for a minute it was like, oh no, nah, what's gonna happen to him? Stay strong, my brother. And then now he's doing his thing. And that's it. And then that's exactly what I mean when these guys are working day in, day out, doing what they need to do for these uh, corporations, doing what they're told, you know, on strict diets, trying to get their body right so they can get to the postseason and whatnot. And then when shit hits the fan, when real stuff happens to them, people of color doing these things, they don't want to have your back. But then they mm-hmm. can support um, domestic violence and abuse. And those guys don't get reprimanded for that stuff. <laughs> no, they just have to be suspended for a game or two, and then they still get to play. But you just smacked and knocked the hell out of your your girl, but yet you still get to play, right? Like I'm not with that, you know. Oh yeah, he's Donnell. He's suspended for just two games because yeah, he gave his girlfriend a bloody nose and you know cracked her skull open. But he good. He could still play because we need it for this season because we're trying to win to make it to the playoffs to get that ring. Are you serious? That's one. Are thing, you kidding me? That's one thing that I uh, don't think they take seriously in this um, in sports is uh, mental health. A lot of these guys deal with a lot of mental health issues. Just, uh, I think everyone as a whole, this country as a whole, there's a lot of people who deal with a lot of mental health issues. Like we all deal with something, you know, especially those athletes and the whole CTE issues and the concussions and the reason why some of these guys act out and do some of the things they do as we can see, as we can see, you know, with a a whole AB situation and whatnot. It's, it, it, it's kind of right. out of control. So I think some of these leagues sometimes don't take mental health as serious as they should. <laughs> right. You know, they can right. be advocates for everything else, but not mental health. Not when it comes right. to racism. But everything else, right. they can be advocates and spokespeople for. But not those because Because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's about money. Right. That's just, right. You know what I'm saying? It's about money. And money, unfortunately, sometimes has the power money over, over thing, a lot of right? Money rules. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. Which is, is not always the best, best thing, but that is a, a lot of big part of it, you know? 
Yeah, I agree. And I also want to backtrack a little bit here because, you know, earlier we were talking about how, you know, we have all these white people and whatnot out here who want to regulate everything it is that we do in terms of barbecuing at the park, going on going on a walk, um, cheering for a, a going on a walk. Am I lying, though? You can't even go for a walk. Why are you out here walking your dog? It's five o'clock. Uh, it's a little bit too late to be walking your dog. Like, <laughs> but weren't you running in the park just at two o'clock in the morning? Come on now. Let's go. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. No, Girl. I am. I'm dead ass. Uh, why are you in the grocery uh, grocery section uh, shopping for milk? <laughs> oh, you got two percent milk. You should have got one percent milk. Like what? I, I, I can't. I, I can't. I didn't know that you were in my body. <laughs> oh, right. I didn't know you knew what I like and what I couldn't eat. I didn't. When did this I didn't happen? know you were my when did attention. We become one. That's how it be. I swear. It's a time. If you if you in the milk section and the motherfucker don't like that you didn't buy the whole milk, you gonna be pissed. <laughs> right? It's like get off, get get away from me. Stop it. That is hilarious. No. Yeah, you two percent. I'm dead ass. You can't do shit. Why are you driving in that black car? You should have got a purple car. Like you can't do shit out here. <laughs> You can't do shit without these motherfuckers coming for us. It's it's, it's crazy to me. Man, I want to talk about how these white people don't, like some of these white people don't know how to fucking give you a compliment. It's like, you know what? You shouldn't have said nothing at all. (laughs) Right. Just shut up. Just hush. Just shut it up. Right. The other day I was having a conversation and this girl I know was talking about how this white lady that she works with is always like making like racist comments or whatever, like in the um, lunchroom uh-huh. or whatever. And she was like, it smells like Asian people in here. And I was like, what? What, what the fuck do Asian people smell like? Like, <laughs> what do you- <laughs> Wait, I gotta get water for that one. <laughs> what? What do Asian people like? What exactly do Asian people smell like? Are, are you talking about the food? Like, if you're talking about the food, you're like, oh, okay, like it smells like Chinese food in here. It smells good. But she's like, oh, it smells like Asian people in here. And like making like a weird face and whatever to the smells. I'm like, that is just highly inappropriate for you to be in the break room saying no mm-hmm. remarks like that. And then mm-hmm. apparently the lady made another comment. She was like, you know what I, you know what I, what I really admire about black women is that you guys, when your baby father leaves, you guys raise, you guys raise your children and just don't leave your children and abandon your children. You know how to raise them. I was like, what? 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 It's like, you don't abandon them. You raise them to be sensible human beings. Like, bitch, hold up. First of all, I don't know what black people you're hanging around, but first of all, not every black woman does not have uh, a father that's in their child's life. Not every black woman is just a baby mama. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you. And not every black woman got (laughs) kids right now. Come on. Hello. Stop. What she need to stop watching? Love and Hip Hop and and the Housewives of Atlanta. And just stop watching that because they doing her no good. Okay. Right. And don't and don't get me wrong. I think black people are highly aware of the issues that do happen in their communities mm-hmm. when it comes to fatherless children and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean every black person you come across can relate to that. And that does not mean that that's the dynamic in every motherfucking home. Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, that is so stereotypical of you. Who who in their right mind is like, you know what I admire about you? <laughs> is you can raise your son when the father leaves or when the father's not here. Right. Let me, let's shout out 
for black men who are raising their kids. Thank you. To, without a black woman that's not around, because the roles could very much be flipped as well. Right. Exactly. And why? Did, and why are you just assuming that black men are deadbeat fathers? By just assuming right. oh, they they're automatically going to leave you when you have right. a child. Like, why that would you part. even assume that? Let's not do that. Let's not, <laughs> girl. If I was there, oh honey, she would have got the business for me. Seriously. Like what? Like what? Why in your right mind would you think that that was acceptable to say? Like mm-hmm. what? What is? What's process? I don't understand what's going on up there in your head. Nothing. <laughs> You didn't Absolutely think about it before, you, <laughs> before no. you uttered it out. <laughs> no, she didn't. She didn't. So what was what was the response back? Well, this lady was at work. Uh-huh. And she, like, she, I think really what the lady wanted to do was pop the shit out of her. <laughs> <laughs> ah, right? I think she just had to walk away. You know, some of us just have to walk away. Because if we don't, it's going to be a whole other situation. <laughs> right. You, you really going to bring out that other side of me. Like, I'm not trying to go there with you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm trying to keep it the black Ashley at work. I'm trying to keep it professional. Okay. But the other Ashley's about to come out if you don't get in my face with this bullshit, pretty much. It's like, yeah, you nitpicking at me too much. You're pinching me too much. <laughs> Girl, I can't believe it. I can't. I'm, I'm not like, ready. How? Where and what? In what world? Why in your right mind would you think that, like, oh, this is a conversation starter? Yeah. This is an icebreaker. <laughs> Yes, this will just make us be best of friends. To hell it will. Girl, bye. That's like, no. like I show up to work and I'm like, you know what I noticed? All you crackers be driving those big, <laughs> all you crackers be driving those big ass redneck ass trucks and they be so loud. It's crazy. I don't even know how you can get up in those trucks. Like that's right. looking or, at me sideways if I said some shit like right. that. Right. Oh, already yet. Yeah. Oh, you know, you guys always like to bring your dogs and sit with them and eat with them and all that. I mean, that happened to me two weeks ago. One of my co-workers wanted to bring her dog to a meeting where and put her dog underneath the table where, there, where the food was. Girl, let me tell you, I bullshit the lie. I said, you know what? I'm allergic to dogs. I'm not, but I just didn't want that dog around. Okay. I told her, she was like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I was like, of course, because you didn't ask. So therefore she put her dog away. But the point is she brought her dog to a meeting and you know, we're, we're all inside and she put her dog underneath the table where the food was. Do you think me and my other coworker who was black got that food? We was like, are, are you serious? How do but you, that's my point. How do you bring, you bring your dog, dog to work? This is not bring your dog to work day. <laughs> And it, right, and if it was, let me know so I don't need to show up because I'm not gonna be there. I didn't know they had bring your dog to work. And that's another thing: white people value animals uh-huh. more than they do actual people. Absolutely, and I get so sick of that. I get, ooh, I get so sick of that. You would have brought your baby to work. Like, I'm sorry, it's an emergency. I don't have any child care. They would have looked at you like, well, you better leave, or you ain't getting paid today, or I'm docking your pay. Why is your child here? Right. How do you get to bring an animal right. to work? <laughs> Right, who's going to bark and shit and crap on themselves. So I'm just kind of wondering, what is the point? What if your is the job point? is not working at a shelter, yeah, why? Why Why is this happening right now? Yeah, I mean, because, girl, I mean, look, let me tell you, because I was parked in front of our meeting, and my co-workers was parked in front of me, and I got out the car, and as soon as I got out, I saw her walking with the with her dog, and I looked at my co-worker, I was like, oh, girl, this ain't going to work. And I said, this ain't going to work. And she totally got me. I said, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to just say I got allergies. And that I'm allergic to dogs. And as soon as I walked in, I said, told her that. I was like, yeah, this ain't going to work. She was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Because if I did not say that, 
that dog would have been underneath the tables while we're talking and I would have been very irritated. So instead she put him on the leash and he was just over there by the damn food which I did not eat. It was ridiculous. And she was of course white and just yeah girl it was a mess it was a mess but I just I can't I get so sick of these animals being in in their beds and and cooking dinner with them licking the bowls and licking the face and then oh it's okay to touch Ruffy you know he's cute you're not gonna lick my face and you're not gonna do anything that it's just ridiculous just absolutely ridiculous yeah that, that, that's what I'm saying like it, it's a double a double standard a double standard for a lot of the things that it would not be socially acceptable for us to say but a white person they they could just get away with it and think that they can say whatever speak to you however at work or wherever out in public and we're just supposed to sit there and take it like oh yeah you're right bitch no I don't know who the fuck told you that every black woman that has a child ain't got a daddy in their life <laughs> really yeah, bro. Where have you? Who have and you I been talking know, to? Who are you hanging around? You all your, all. Your, do you even have any black friends? Are you just watching? Are you just watching Probably movies? Because you're not about to sit here and tell me that every single one of your black friends has kids and doesn't have a father in their life. Right, right. And if they don't have a father, maybe because they fucking you. Let's just be real. Because you know you probably roll with a dick or two. Let's just be real. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, she probably said that because she's trying to take all the D anyway. Want to get that chocolate goodness. Come on, honey. We know what's up. (laughs) We know what's up. So so speaking of chocolate goodness. Yes, honey. Speak (laughs) on tits. Speak on tits. Yes. Speaking of chocolate goodness. Well, this could could tie to anybody, just not chocolate goodness. Mm -hmm. But when she was referring to chocolate goodness, she's talking about you bitches that just want to be with these black men because of their big black dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty That's much. what she meant. Yep. Speaking of dicks, I want to... <laughs> speaking <laughs> of dicks, <laughs> whatever y'all want to call it. Right. Hot right. dogs, sausages, um, <laughs> eggplant emojis, whatever right. y'all refer to it as. Right. <laughs> I want to talk about dick size does it matter or does it not matter because I was out with a couple of my homegirls um the other day like we went out for drinks and this topic mm-hmm. came up and I want to know <laughs> does, right. dick, does is dick size an issue <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a real good question girl that's a real good question <laughs> um well, you know, I know, <laughs> I know people say it's the motion of the ocean and kind of what the brother can do. Okay. But that, that's what some, I didn't say I say that. I said that's what some people say. Okay. No, no, I'm just listening. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, to be quite honest, I mean, not to put all my business out there, but I've had a guy in the past who literally was as big as my pinky and I was kind of like... <laughs> was like this ain't gonna really work you know what I'm saying and like we tried it but real talk girl I didn't feel not one thing I was Aww. like what is going on and, and the crazy thing is the illusion because brother was tall he was tall so I was like oh it's about to be on it was not it was off the light switch was off everything was off okay didn't work Okay, so, oh, so that, that's a good example. So, like, most of us kind of like are stereotypical when it comes to that because we're like, you know, when they, you know what they say, the bigger the foot, the bigger. <laughs> right, right, 
for this particular brother, that was not the case. But, but that was just him. But I've had a share of men in my life and they were, they were stacked from head to toe. And I mean, they were stacked from head to toe. Okay. Literally everything was on point. I saw, I had this one guy. I mean, I saw his, 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 his penis and I was like, good Lord, let's go. Good Lord, let's go. Oh, when I did my damn thing, let's believe it. It happened. Yes, he was huge. He was huge and he was tremendous. It was fantastic. So to me, it does matter to an extent I, I just, I just want to make sure I can see it. Okay. I just want to make sure I can see it. I mean, you know, and, some, some, and how about this? Some men are growers, but they're not showers. <laughs> <laughs> true. That is true. And then I, think, true. I think like, it also like if he knows how to use it the right way, then okay. Then he, if he can compensate <laughs> another <laughs> way. A lot of compensation. <laughs> a lot. If he can overcompensate and use it a certain way, then okay. Maybe some women can h- handle that and be a, maybe be able to deal with that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it, it really does depend. I mean, again, I just want to make sure like. If if you are not blessed like some other men are, <laughs> so that's men, a good way to put it. There you go. Right, trying to be sensitive now to the male listeners. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Okay. If you are not blessed like some other fellas, then I would definitely say you you gonna have to really put in some work in other areas to make sure your girl gets all that she deserves. Okay. I- so okay. these were, this is what like this was some of the uh, theories that yeah. some of my homegirls <laughs> had like their theory on this. So somebody said, "Well, he gonna have to get some toys. <laughs> he oh, gonna have to get wow. some toys and learn how to use those toys." And I'm sitting there thinking, like, "Well, damn, sis, if if he just gonna be using toys, I don't, do you even need the man? I know this. Yeah, right. Because when your man ain't there, right. when you're single, I think you're already using toys, or you're you're being creative to pleasure yourself. Exactly. 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 How long is she gonna be able to? How long is sis gonna be able to put up with them toys? Yeah, it's not gonna be long. It's not gonna be long. It's not because a toy can't do what a man could do. I mean, he can move and groove and all of that. A toy can't do all that. It can do some things, but it can't do all of that. You know what I'm saying? It can't grab you, flip you up, smack you down. I mean, it can't do all of that. You know what I'm saying? So it can't. It can't pull it's your hair. It's not going to be a big of an effect. It's, it's really not. It's really not. You know, but then another question is, though, is this. Right, exactly. Okay, so how do you feel about this girl? Because I was, I was curious about this as well. How do you feel about men who are not circumcised? Mm. <laughs> I I had this conversation with somebody and they're like, no, I can't do it. It just looks weird. <laughs> I mean, everybody has yeah. like certain reasons on why they might, I don't know, keep that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so everybody has certain right. reasons on why they might not be, but I don't I guess it would be a little awkward. I haven't dealt with that. So right. <laughs> Yeah, well I have. One time. Oh, oh. Yeah. One time. How was that? Well, you know what? I'm going to be honest. When I first saw it, I was a little concerned. I was like, what am I? I was like, what am I looking at? A little concerned. Oh, oh, oh. A little appalled. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, you have a fainting spell. Girl, I had to play it off of my eyes. I was like, oh. Okay. Okay. But see, the thing is, he, was, he wasn't he was circumcised, but he was big. 
You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so you got the other half. So but like my question yeah. is that doesn't like get in the way. <laughs> well, I'll put it like this. You best believe I didn't do the other thing. Okay. I wasn't going okay. to, I know I wasn't going to try that. I was no, but, okay. So when you're not circumcised, fellatio is off the table. Yeah. But I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. For you. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to compensate. With that. I'm, just, I'm just learning a lot because I love to just get people's perspective right. on the, the whole dick size, <laughs> the circumcised, <laughs> the circumcised. Girl, I'm, I'm dead serious. I just feel like it's a turtle. So I don't want, I don't know what's in my turtle. Oh my God. I just, I don't want to put my lips on that. So I'm not. I'm not. I'm tired. I'm tired. So I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't do that, but he returned the favor as he should. So I wasn't mad at that at all. Okay. All right. Girl. But now he, he did his thing, though. He did his thing. He did his thing. Like, he he, he did his thing. It's just, I, when I first thought, I was like, whoa. Oh. I, girl, I was examining in that bad boy. I was like, okay. Uh, can we turn this around? Can I see every angle? Like, it was, it was like that. But it was cool. That's the only time I've been with a guy who actually was not circumcised. Everybody else had been fine and ready to go. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, somebody else said, you know, someone else said, well, if he has all the, all the characteristics that I'm looking for in a man and we have established that rapport and we have a good connection, you kind of like start to forget about the physical characteristics of a person. And that stuff doesn't become important anymore because you're more concerned about their mental capacity and what's going on, you know, mentally. And if you kind of have that um, mental connection and mental intimacy with them, because, you know, intimacy is not always about being physical. So somebody said that and I said, okay, Uh I can kind of, I can, I can kind of, I can kind of see that as well. But then some people are just like, no, I just need the whole package. I need somebody who I can connect to connect with on a mental level and somebody who we are like the perfect match. Yes, exactly. And I'm, gl- I'm so glad you mentioned that because I was talking to this guy. Me and him are actually still cool. I'm not going to put his name out there because that would be real shady. So I'm not going gonna- <laughs> to do it. You ain't going to do that over here. I don't want him coming after me. <laughs> right, right. We ain't going to do that. Okay? We ain't going to do that. But me and him have a really cool connection. But the thing is, he had he told me, and we're friends, that it had been six years since he last had sex. And it was only with one girl. And the girl that he was with, she really wasn't trying to do a whole lot of stuff with. Like, she didn't allow him to hit it from the back. Like, all these things. I was like, what? So, um, and he was telling me, he said, but I'm, I'm willing to learn. I'm willing for you to teach me. I'm like, see, with my experience, that ain't going to work. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to teach a man how to kind of do stuff that I, I feel like he should have experience with. I don't knock that the fact that he has been with one woman. I think that's fantastic. I guess kudos to him. But that one compared to not how many I've been with, I'm not saying my number, but like, I'm just saying like, I, it's, it's, it's a little bit, it's a little different. So like the, the connection intellectual conversation is fantastic. But when it comes to that, it's kind of like, I feel like if I was to ever take it with him, take it there with him, which I most likely won't, I feel like it's not gonna be what I've been used to, if you get what I'm saying. No, you know I understand I mean? that. That's an interesting thing. You know, everybody has their preferences and has something that right. <clears throat> works works for them. Another yeah. lady said 
She was like, he just gonna get cheated on. I was like, no, sis, you can't just cheat on. She was like, if he's the perfect man, I'm just gonna go cheat on him and I'm gonna get what I need somewhere else. I'm like, bitch, no, just break up with him and go find somebody else. So I don't condone the whole cheating on somebody because their dick is not big enough. (laughs) Right. And and my whole thing is like, how, if you're talking about cheating on him, how far in of the relationship are you in? Like, how many months have you been dating this person? Like, how far are you in exactly? Because if right. you established that his dick was small from the jump and you didn't like it, then sis, no, you can't be leading him on. <laughs> right. You just be like, you just make up some excuse to be like, this ain't going to work. And you don't got to tell him because you don't have enough in, in your, your magic stick ain't really working. You know what I'm saying? You just, <laughs> yeah. His pride going to be hurt. He find out you cheating on him because his dick is too small. Because I can exactly. Has there ever been a situation yeah. where the dick is too big? Like, I wonder if anybody... Oh, girl, no. If, I wonder, like, are there people out there no. who are like, oh, my God, this dick is just too big. He gonna break my pussy. Right. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> like, my pussy gonna explode. He <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna explode. It's gonna shatter. It's gonna shatter. Girl, I remember, my, I, I remember my mom told me now. She said, "If it's too, this was like years ago, because my mom like was showing me how to use condoms and stuff." She said, "Now, if your partner yeah. is just outrageously big, <laughs> you might need to get a new partner because he gonna break your walls, sis." Girl, honestly, <laughs> so I just want to know: is there circumstances too? Like, we might need to talk about that in another episode. Like, we got experiences where. The bitch had to go to the hospital because the dick was just too big and too good. Wow. No. You know what? You know what? I'm I'm gonna have to, if we do that episode, I gotta be on that one too. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna yes. Yeah. But um, I can say for me, absolutely not. I again I've been with a guy, I dated him for a very long time. Girl, the first time my cousin was like, Yo, Ash, you walking crazy. But why are you real talk? Real talk. I was like, ah, oh, snap, for real? Yes, girl. Ooh, I yeah, gotta so myself me, over here. I'm, I'm serious. She, my cousin, pointed me out. She's like, "Girl, you are walking," and I had just got pounded. I just got pounded. She was like, "Ah, she walking a little odd. You walking bow legged right now. What's going on? You literally had a stick up your ass. Literally, literally. So for me, I'm that type of woman to be like, no. If if you are freaking 12 feet or 12 inches i'm here for it that's just me though i'm that type of woman not everybody's like that and that's okay i had a i had a conversation about this i had a conversation about this with the topic queen and i think she said a regular a a standard size ketchup bottle is the measurements is the test if he if he ain't bigger than that (laughs) (laughs) if he ain't bigger than that uh you you might need to exit station to the left to the left I was like I can't I, I can't wish y'all that is too funny yeah yeah I mean seriously I think that's the perfect size I mean a water bottle size which I have one in front of me right now that's a cool size too you know what I'm saying water bottle size I mean like the crystal guys are water bottle size that's a cool one <laughs> don't the li- don't judge him before you actually see it because keep in mind right. that his erection may not be reaching its full potential just yet exactly. I don't like people like that Right. When that erection hit, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. 
<laughs> yes. I see Give it you. to me. Give it to me. I see you, daddy. Yes. Yes, girl. I'm with you. I'm with you. Like, oh, so that's where that's how you really pack it. Right. That's what's going right. on. Okay. Okay. Now, you, can't, you can't judge it. And if anybody's girl. looking to this, don't be like, oh my God, these bitches are sh- so shallow. No, this is an important no. question. This could make it or is. break a relationship. And I want to know because there's people out there who are really serious about this. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. You know, and there's times I've been sweet and compensated for some guys. Like, all right, cool. Well, you ain't, <laughs> you ain't really what it is, but you fine. So we going to make it work. And, and honestly, I've been pleasantly surprised. There's times I'm like, all right, cool. But uh, about majority of the guys I've dated, been in relationships with, they have been a really decent size. They've been actually catch up size, you know, that in that area. And like I said, I'm here for it. The first time I had that size, though, I was walking funny. I do remember that. I do. I do. I was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> I was walking a little off, you know. So it's, it's crazy. Oh, and okay. But then, okay. Can we, can we backtrack though? Or yeah. Add this topic. What about guys who they, they put it in and they have it and they just, Oh, this is so good. And this and that. And it's like, nigga, you ain't even in me right now. Right. And you're stabbing like, me. <laughs> right. You're rubbing your penis up against my shit. So you're not really inside me right now. What is going on? So like, how do we address that? Like, like, how do we address that to the dude? Like, dude, you you know you got to be up front. Like, look, hey, you went in there. (laughs) (laughs) Need to push. Need to go in a little deeper. Need to push a little harder. Yeah, yeah, because it's not there. It's not there. Not there. (laughs) I mean, I mean, for people who are just gonna stick it out. I mean, I guess these could be some of the solutions for you. Reducing the <laughs> lubrication can help you feel more sensations. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> I don't know either. It depends on. I don't squeezing, know. Squeezing don't know. Um, your pelvic floor muscles can make penetration yeah. feel more awesome. Um, try yeah. positions that allow more friction and clitoral stimulation. <laughs> Hey, I'm just talking about solutions for people who are like, uh, I'm in a pickle right now. Yeah. And I think just the main thing is just be 100 with it. Just be like, be honest. Yeah. And just be respectful with it. Like whether it's because remember, it's not always a guy. Sometimes women don't know what the hell they're doing either. Some women be like, oh, I know what I'm doing. And the dude be like, you didn't do shit. Exactly. So I'm glad you brought that up. Communication and honesty are crucial, but don't put his penis down. (laughs) <laughs> don't put his penis down. No, just tell your girls, but don't tell him. Just don't tell him. Tell your girls, but not him. Yeah, yeah. No, don't, don't be saying? like Pinky, where she did a book on these different men's penis sizes. Did you see that book? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this bitch aired out all that shit. <laughs> like I was like, girl. Yes, yeah, but you know what? I can say this. <laughs> she aired out all. I'm like, this. how do you remember all this shit? She remembered every right? dude's penis. <laughs> that's and if that's they were lower or short, if they it. were small, if it would, if it got big when it erected, I'm like, how, Sway? <laughs> yeah, like were you that detailed with all this? Like, what is going on? It's crazy. But I know I can say this with a shorty, and this maybe this is just me, but the guys that I have dated who were professional athletes, girl, every last one of them, I was very happy. <laughs> Very, 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 very happy. Oh my goodness. 
especially this last one that was not too long ago, to be honest. But that's a whole nother conversation. We're not going to get into that. But I'm just saying, this last one I had an interaction with, you know, I was like, damn, okay, I see you. Literally, I see you. So it was athletes, some athletes, you know, you know, the Southern ones, okay, some of the Southern men know what they're And let me just say, this is crazy. So you know how women can go in and get their um, breasts done to get bre- uh, bigger breasts or, or go in to get the breast right. reduction, um, right. the breast implants. It's a proper, it's a right. proper term, mm-hmm. the breast <laughs> implants. Um, <Right>. Men, can, <laughs> I actually just recently found right. this out. Men can go in to get like dick enhancement surgery. <laughs> <laughs> for like 15,000 I'm like so there's men actually going in to get bigger dicks and then they have a little sack and you know how you go in and you can test out the different bras and stuff for your breast and you're going in mm-hmm. testing out like mm-hmm. yeah this one <laughs> like yeah I think I like this one I like how this feel <laughs> like, like 1500 so I mean I don't know if there's any fellas who listen to this podcast that want <laughs> I'm hearing. She put the plug in, y'all. She put yeah, the plug I, I put in. Put it out there, Dr. Miami. <laughs> <laughs> heard about that, that doctor. I've heard so about that doctor. I, I just wonder what wow. that would feel like if you were with somebody who got like a, a dick, enhance, dick enhancement. <laughs> I don't know if you would even know though. Like, I don't think you would. First of all, I don't think they would even tell you. I don't think they would tell you. I That's think they would just that this is. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I wonder. Some men are probably too prideful and would protect their right. ego and wouldn't yeah, tell you. I don't think they would tell you. I mean, I wouldn't want to know either. Like, if you know you just got something done that this man has never seen you, you know, outside of clothes, then I wouldn't say anything either. I just. I would just be really scared that, um, I don't know. I'd be really scared. You know how bitches, when they be getting, <laughs> when they be getting, uh, like the butt implants and the boob implants yeah. and it popped or it burst. Yeah. I would seen that. <laughs> Y'all going too hard and some shit. Don't yeah. That was, explode. that was on the show, uh, do the right thing or uh, she's got to have it. The new Netflix series. It was, the, it was. Yeah. Oh my God. That was horrible. I was like, no, she didn't. <laughs> I was like, oh, I felt that for her. I was like, yeah, that didn't look too pretty. (laughs) Didn't look like it felt good (laughs) at all. I was like, oh, wow. So, yeah, I would be concerned about that too, Loki. Loki. And then would it still function when he still be able to satisfy that woman if he has enhancements? And is it a supplement? Is it injected into your veins? Is it going to make you stay super hard for so long, even after you bust it? Because Viagra does that. Right. I wonder. Man, we might. We might need to have like um, a surgeon come on <laughs> the show who yeah. specializes in that area yeah. to talk about that. No, for real, like somebody like a, a you know like a plastic surgeon or somebody to come on right. and talk a about lot. that because I'm curious. A lot. My, I got my head is spinning right now. Yes. <laughs> like what is it? Right. <laughs> like I'm, what I'm exactly nervous. does I'm that look like? <laughs> Yeah. I just want to know. And then just to wrap up this whole. Um, episode i wonder are there men out there like nah this bitch's pussy is too big or is too small like do men because you know women got all these preferences are there are women have all these preferences are there men out there that have these preferences as well like uh, i think i need her pussy to be a little bit bigger or it's not warm enough <laughs> well, it's not warm enough like an oven 
Okay. It's not at 400 degrees. I'm concerned. Girl, <laughs> well, I'll put it like this. If a woman's pussy's too loose, that's a problem. You're doing right. too much. That part. Okay. It shouldn't be that loose. Okay, let's just be real. If it's too loose, then you pretty much out there holding and doing and slaying and just opening your legs to anybody, which is a problem. So I suggest ladies don't do that. You always want to make sure it is tight and right you, and nice and do your exercise. Just saying. <laughs> All day. Yes. So I'm just wondering. Yeah. If, if men got those uh, preferences about that. That is that is hilarious. You know what? I think next time we should you should bring a fella on here and we gonna ask him that question. Yeah. I gotta make sure I'm on that. Hell make yeah. sure I'm 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 a guest. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll have you come yes. back yes. again. again right. <laughs> We'll have you back on again. It's definitely a good time when yes, you're on. Definitely, for <laughs> sure. A lot of realness have been brought to the table, you know? So, girl, yes, I just had to put that out there. You guys are listening to Lee Peeped It with the topic Queen. And today, my special co host was Ashley Brigitte. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, again, you guys can follow us at We Peeped It First at gmail.com you can hit me in the topic queen up at peep the one and only and the topic queen on instagram and twitter and you can also follow us on google podcast apple podcast and spotify oh and i also want to put out there when we first started yes we did start on soundcloud and youtube so you can listen to i believe maybe the first five I want to say episodes on YouTube, but we're going to be changing the content that we have on YouTube is going to be more visual stuff. Mm -hmm. So again, listening wise, you can listen on Google podcasts, Spotify, Apple podcasts and anchor, but YouTube um, sometime soon here, we'll be adding more visual content to that. So it won't be the podcast. It'll be like more visual, visual stuff that we have going on. Right. And you can also help us sustain podcasts on anchor. So you can contribute with, the amount of your choice at Anchor. So if you guys like our podcast yes. and enjoy listening to us, please support, please put the word yes. <laughs> out there. You can also give us a phone call and leave a message. Give us topic ideas. We are open for new ideas and we're open to new people. This is the show is for the people. It's just not for celebrities or artists. It's, it's for your everyday people that have a message that they want to spread. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And Ashley, before you get out of here, please let the uh, people know where they can, um, you know, keep up with you. Yes. uh, You can keep up with me on my Instagram and Snap. So my Instagram is B underscore golden kiss. And then my snap is true love Ashley, which is T R U L U V A S H L E Y. So follow me there. I pull and put some cool stuff and I'm just doing me living my life. So yes. So follow me, B underscore golden kiss Instagram and true love Ashley is my snap. Yeah, you guys, she has some cool stuff going on. I'm pretty sure we'll see a lot more cool projects and stuff from her as she's going to school and learning about editing and directing. I think that's very cool. So you guys look out for what she has going on creative wise. Yes, I'm (laughs) coming, y'all. I'm coming to change the game. (laughs) So we are out until next time. This is your girl Legit with her legitimate perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, you guys. Don't ever, ever forget we peeped it first.